Good evening. This is a special edition of Hutton Orbital Radio News. We've walked out, well, most of us have, the apology officer insists on being carried, of Studio 5. We've come down the corridor, following the sounds of glasses clinking and the waft of juniper from the Centauri Megagin, and we're looking for a spare seat, which is difficult, given how popular the orbital is tonight. You, dear watcher and dear listener, are joining us live from the bar at Hutton Orbital. We may be on the move, but as always, our mics are live. Good evening, good evening, one and all, and welcome to this very special programme coming to you live from the bar at Hutton Orbital. And we're joined in spirit by our colleagues and friends far, far away at Fort Mug and Colonia. Hello, Colonia! Hello, everyone. I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, and I'm delighted to stand at the bar that serves drinks like the Red Queen's Jam. Drinks yesterday, drinks tomorrow, but never drinks today. I'm Hank Air, and I'm not stupid. I brought a hip flask. I'm Norma Snockers, and I brought a flask as well. Keeps my tea lovely and hot. Where did I put those sandwiches? I'm Mia Harkness, and I can't see what all the fuss is about. We'll be wandering about a little later, but first, it's the headlines. Ready, unsteady, go! After you, Cecil. No, no. After you, Claude. The name's Zuno. Alex Zuno. Fleet carriers get the boot. <coughs> Apex not too shabby cabby is Taxi Maxi. An architect in wolf's clothing. Save Alvin's throne! News of events that you've organised, and they're not in a brewery. And we have a special announcement. Yesterday's compulsory grounding of the entire galaxy's fleet of ships and SRVs was a mammoth event. Pilots far and wide were given notice that all ships and SRVs had to be inspected in order to determine if the new comfy seats could be fitted. The ones with the seat belt that can actually be released to allow you to stand up. And stations all over the bubble have been given a new cone to paint, new vending machines, well, and new bar staff that do everything but serve booze have been employed. This upgrade is not, unfortunately, available to everyone at this time. The Galactic Authorities have blamed import restrictions caused by Brexit and have shrugged off claims that they really should have sorted this out in nearly 1300 years by saying that there was no way to foresee that making the systems that create the new seats for Hotbox and Hot Piss ships permit locked and forcing pilots to gather enough engineering materials to upgrade a fleet carrier for each shipment would cause any delays. Luckily, 
For the other pilots, the upgrades have taken place. People have been streaming back to the bubble to get ready for the Great Leg Over, as the event has come to be known. For example... Commander Waller81 emerged from the gloom of his cockpit to find that he had an entire family that he'd forgotten and that they had not eaten since 3304. Taking his place in the now unfamiliar galley, he paused only to find a red-checked tea towel and to roll his eyes because the spices were no longer in alphabetical order before chopping, bunging everything in a pot and going back to check if his pilot's chair had yet been upgraded. Apparently pressing F5 every 37 milliseconds can fix that. Happy Moon Monkey, the subject of his own story last week, completed his 65,000 light-year round trip to the centre of the galaxy. He said universe, but we think that's on par with the World Series for geographical accuracy, so he could see what colour Cecil's eyes went in the improved lighting in the bar. Zulu Romeo was out earning money. He doesn't say how, and it's probably best not to ask. The man wears a flight helmet when he's relaxing, for goodness sake. And he's going to spend it just as soon as he works out what upgrades his fleet's going to need now. Commander Panarchist tried very hard to crossbreed his SRC with part of a planetary base in a bizarre Terminator Does Dallas event, but was forced to leave the planet in a hurry in a case of premature evacuation, just so he could try and get to Hutton before Cecil polished off the new supplies we got in last night. Commander Andran set off for Hutton as he'd broken his mug, but like many commanders, was left floating in space for a day during that long shutdown that made a Thargoid high prediction feel like something that if you blink, you'd miss it. Commander Isonary decided that they'd spend their time helping at Delphi, getting passengers of the complaining variety onto the rescue ship and for once without incurring any fines. Still, Commander Isonary did admit that they got the wrong fittings on their pilot's chair and so have to wait for the new supplies later in the year. We suspect that it was just something to do to take their mind off the weight. A pilot has come to us with a modern conundrum worthy of Flossie's Agni Ant column. More complex than... When is the right time to tell my parents I'm dating a Thargoid? Is it okay to spend the night with another pilot if I only do it as a hollow me? Or even, is it wrong to have strange feelings for my prospect Olympics and experience a stirring near my groin or attachment when one expires? What our correspondent wants to know is that if you're in a combat zone and you see another commander appearing in the opposing team, is it acceptable for a trucker to shoot them? As you will no doubt know, the first rule of being a trucker is be awesome to each other. Now that's a tricky use of wording because the original meaning of awe was reverential fear or wonder. So awesome could be taken to mean to inspire fear. This is, of course, not what we intend. We use awesome in the modern sense of at least a bit better than average. And that is all anyone can aspire to in this day and age, isn't it? Where was I? Oh yes, yes. Uh, should you shoot first? After all, although Hutton exposes PWP, that's player with player, combat between pilots is permissible, so long as both parties consent. Can't I think of it. That covers quite a few different 
interactions that pilots might have. Sorry, distracted again. It could be argued that by entering a combat zone and picking a side, you have implicitly consented to engage in shooty-shooty, bang-bang, pew-pew activities. But if at all possible, we at Hutton prefer to keep to the moral high ground. Well, it's easy to pick people off from up there. The answer is Twatniff. You don't need me to tell you what Twatniff means. Yes, that's pronounced Twatniff. Has enabled us to keep our heads high when keeping your powder dry and our hand in our halfpenny. Twatniff stands for Truckers wait until the naughty infiltrator fires first. Unlike Han Solo, we prefer to have the other guy let the side down first. It is said that if you wanted to be able to sniff out a pirate, all you need to do is stand close to your suspects and whisper, Alex Zuno. The whirling around, the heartfelt, panicky cry of, Where? And the spray of sweat mingled with fear will tell you all that you need to know. Alex, as we've mentioned before, wants to take all that she's learned and distill it into a form that can help other pilots. After all, there are plenty of bad guys to go around and the winner's podium can be a lonely place if there's no one to share it with. We've kept you up to date with the work of Alex that Alex has been putting her magnum opus, the treasure map that will lead you to the goal of actually being worthy to shine her boots and who knows, maybe one day to step into them. Assuming your feet are the right size, that is. Well, the good news is that following extensive academic research, as well as dry cleaning bills for the blood of her enemies, the second part of this map for Memorials has been completed. Detailed analyses, uplifting prose, accompanied by illustrative videos, adding up to something to make Sun Tzu jealous, and to enable any assiduous student of the noble art of Pew Pew to improve their effectiveness. So if when someone asks you the question, how many pirates are there in the galaxy? Your answer is too many. Or you just fancy seeing your name up there in lights at hot.forthemug.com and maybe having the apology officer mangle your name, then it's time to go to bit.ly slash Zuno what to do. Fill your head with knowledge, yourself with courage, and your ammo boxes with shells. Go out there and make Alex proud. The Galactic Clamping Squads were out in force last night as fleet carriers all over the galaxy were quickly fitted with the so-called Denver Station Boot, which disrupts their engines and prevents them from moving. Pilots on board have been expressing their frustrations as they really wanted to get out and stretch their legs. Now, we're not sure whether this drastic measure is due to some bureaucratic mix-up, but it did occur soon after a problem which prevented many pilots from being able to enter their ships. So our guess is that it may have had something to do with quantum. Maybe the super-large engines of the fleet carriers were having an unbalancing effect on the universe, changing the properties of space-time, forcing pilots to walk the planks constant, or maybe the Kimura pirates were demonstrating what could happen to all those nice fleet carriers if they were to get accidentally damaged. All we know is that enforced idleness is not a good state for a trucker. So let's hope they get them moving soon. 
during the period known as Alpha, when people were getting the, their kinks out of their legs, a number of commanders expressed an opinion that Apex taxis were slow. Definitely slow. Much slower than their Clipper, DBX, Adder, Anaconda, delete as appropriate. We didn't agree then, and we definitely don't agree now, and we have the data to prove it. Several people are now taking a taxi to Hutton, claim it meant that it gives them a chance to catch up on their correspondence, or indeed sleep, without worrying about overshooting and ending up practically on the other side of the galaxy. We understand that this will be of particular interest to Taran4295 and Marco2612, or at least it will be in six months' time. But for now, Lenin83 and Adley Wise have been taken for a ride, and their taxi arrived in 1 hour 23 minutes 58 seconds and 1 hour 23 minutes and 59 seconds respectively. And faster, but just a few hours ago, Happy Moon Monkey's taxi driver beat them both by 9 seconds, and retired Navy IT1 super quick ride was 4 seconds faster even than that, which incidentally is just 28 seconds short of his own personal best. We think that the taxi drivers have gone a bit commander hardy and are competing against each other. They've decided that they can't just sit around and wait for a call. They've been rounding up passengers and taking them for a ride to Hutton Orbital and charging for the privilege. Around two and a half thousand credits if you're interested. Just for the chance of a decal to put on their ships. Beware foot passengers of the galaxy when you call Apex and the cab turns up, just check the state of the paintwork and the brightness of the gleam in the driver's eye before you board, unless you've got a very good book that you want the chance to finish. Leo Wolf seems to have undergone some changes this week. For a start, she's no longer a progenitor, apparently. But an architect... And this apparent rise in status means that she no longer deals with the hoi polloi. The pilots who turn up at the mission window saying, Giz a job. Instead, you speak to a mission giver, Sakura Briant, who is also an architect, but presumably a more junior one. And only once the contract is signed will they'll get involved and give you the details. The Picard look seems to have caught on with the team Lale as Sakura Briant and Lael both sport shiny domes. And in fact, there seems to be quite the resemblance between the two ladies. Could it be that Briant is actually Lael's unacknowledged daughter? There were rumours of a special closeness between Lael Wolf and a certain Cecil B. Trumpington a few years ago. And although both parties denied it at the time, Briant does have bright, almost luminescent blue eyes, much like Cecil at the end of a long evening, or the gin bottle. Further proof, if proof were really needed that the apple teeny doesn't fall far from the tree, comes in the form of the missions that she's handing out. No one who wasn't raving, drunk, or both, would hand out missions leaving from Hutton to turn on the power at a base in Colonia and offer 170,000 credits for the privilege. She must be related to Lael in order to get the job with that degree of incompetence, and presumably a job in government doesn't appeal to her. 
As the saying goes, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. And as for your family, well, don't let them out of your sight for a moment. On Monday, Sirius Corporation crept to within 3% of Hutton in the mother system, Alpha Centauri, and are currently only 6% off initiating a war to challenge Hutton for control of our own home system. While you've been all distracted, trying to add insult to 10th Fleet's election injury in Barnard Star, looking down at your new legs, imagining where your new legs are going to take you, admiring your legs in the mirror, doing a little dance, it never occurred to any of you that, yes, your bum does look big in that flight suit, and that serious corporation have taken advantage of the situation, and even now are measuring up Alvin's throne for a spot of reupholstering. Get to it, Tuckers. Forget you have legs and truck like you've never trucked before to save our home system. Whilst you're in a save the galaxy mood, two of the systems are also below 40% this week. Barnard Star and Wolf 1481 are in need of a boost as they're floundering on 36%. Pirate scum have taken advantage of Inspector Henke's enhanced busing activities and have slipped into trepping to cause trouble. So get in there, punch their tickets and turn them into little pretty clouds of space confetti. At the top end of the Hutton System League, six systems are above 60%, with two of those above 70 Whilst you're all staring hopefully at your download bars last night, Hutton expanded from Wolf124 into the Aspellini system. Since it already has two-player factions, one of whom is the Earth Defence Fleet, and is generally a dark, nasty little place, we're not staying. Ignore the war we just triggered there against Frog Court Pond Life, but if you can't resist a bit of pew-pew, fight for the amphibians against Hutton. Meanwhile, in Colonial Gulag, Comrade Hanky instructs that truckers work in Ale, Procol, Centauri, and Tyr, as we have election in both systems. He added that you should grab them by the Ballylikers. And remember that in Soviet election, there is only one candidate. We still need to leave Hotel Carson and Ari, where commanders are now complaining to the hotel management about slow data download speeds and narrow bandwidth. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, boost Hutton Influence and Alpha Centauri and save Alvin's throne from a reupholstering by the Sirius Corporation. If you want to shoot something, ignore Ten Fleet and clear the pirates out of Trepid. We still need to exit Carson and Ari, so help any of the factions there, except Hutton. Here's the latest news on events created and led by community members. Firstly, we've got news of the reluctant returner, Eris Maidlung, who's been waiting until he can get back on his own two feet, metaphorically speaking. The fleet carrier FTM Eshvahan will be attempting to start up its FSD and head home sometime Friday night, assuming it's been unclamped. So far, all commanders on board are reporting first footfall on various planets. All commanders are reminded to wipe your bloody feet. Commander Mephisto has been keeping us up to date with his expedition, and this week's report is as follows. 
The tenth week of the Comfy Cannon cruise began with Consul's arrival in Asura near Colonia shortly after last week's show. On shore leave, the passengers formed wings to make Pennsylvania more secure by fighting pirates and generally enjoyed being back in civilization. As yet another commander, Commander Servalon, reached Exploration Elite by selling his collected data. When the on-foot permits became available, many commanders using the PC control system jumped right into exploring the new possibilities and will enjoy them over the next few weeks. This weekend, as we've mentioned before, on May the 22nd at 2100 BST, that's 2000 UTC, Commander Venezia has organised what he's calling the Texas Lacon Massacre which we think is a good opportunity to set out those new skills you'll have got from absorbing Alex Duno's knowledge. He describes as In, in honour of all that Bucknecket has done on the radio show for the Hutton Truckers and his love of Lake and Spareways, we'll be using a T7 to mine and act as bait for pirates in Hazrez in Wolf 1481. The T7 will be escorted by two small ships and a medium ship of your choosing. The goal is to defend the T7 while it mines and racks up some bounties with the escort ships. Details are on our Facebook events page, which will be pasted into the chat. Only two weeks until the Artemis Biological Survey 2 starts, organised by the Deep Space Network, to travel around inner Orion Spur, exploring the stellar systems in search of new biological features and exceptional geological formations in partnership with Vista Genomics. The expedition sets off on June 4th and they return on July 11th. Details, including their Discord, being operated jointly in English and in French, can be found at bit.ly slash Artemis Survey 2. And don't forget that July the 14th, Hanky Party is getting ever closer, celebrating his sixth fleet carrier. Schedule on the Facebook events page. A link will be pasted in chat. As always, we want to hear from you about any event you're organising or even just have heard about. We're always happy to spread the word. We now have a special announcement. As of last night, trucker's folly is not just a term to describe the behaviour of the average trucker, but it's a real place. It's a station on a planet somewhere. Trucker's Folly was conceived as a sort of holiday camp for truckers who want to take a few days off and relax. It was planned to include all of the usual pleasurable activities you'd expect, such as bingo, cheek-to-cheek dancing for people who didn't want to face their partner, knobbly knobs competitions, a fresh, which is not what Flossie terms one of her so-called reverse landings, if she happens to be talking to royalty, uh, for parents to be able to enjoy their megagin in peace and rain would be imported for that truly authentic soggy holiday camp experience. Advertisements have gone out asking for staff to apply for positions as purple coats to look after the guests, and the old stereotype of drunken, lecherous so-called red coats would certainly be avoided here as we employed a Mr. C.B. Trumpington to instruct the staff in their duties. 
That is, of course, all dependent on us finding it. We had the plans, Nocti3D printed it, and Cecil put a pin in the galaxy map to show where it should be delivered. Um, but he ended up using the map as a docking darts target and can't remember which hole uh, represents the location, or even if indeed it's the same map. Now, we did get a card slipped under the door of our offices at the orbital with a sorry you were out message. So we know it's been delivered. We really should have called it Camp Heisenberg because we definitely know its velocity, zero. It's going nowhere. But we haven't the foggiest idea of its location. Now, the Pilots' Federation did send Vantian a nice souvenir to commemorate us setting up truckers' folly with biological samples and a nice biodome to cultivate them. But anyone who's listened to this programme for any length of time will know that there's a kind of split in the space-time continuum outside Vantian's door, meaning that most deliveries don't arrive at all or are left in a neighbour's waste recycling, or, as in this case, arrive as a ready-to-use 50,000-piece 3D glass jigsaw. The good news is that the commemorative plaque survived the impact of landing and will be kept in a secure cupboard with Alvin's second best bowl, all of which is leading up to this. Truckers, we need you to help us find our holiday camp. All we know is that the port name is Truckers Folly, the economy type is tourism, and the location is Balco, B-A-L-K-O-W, Legacy. So, one, where is it? Two, is it an atmospheric world? Three, does it look cool? Four, what services does it have? Five, what are the local factions? Six, who owns it? Over to you, truckers. Fly, my pretties, fly. <laughs> Doesn't 400 billion sound like a big number when you say it out loud? And here we are, and we're back. And that's my avatar standing in the middle of the bar there. Uh, and during the news, I realised that I haven't actually programmed correctly the key to take him out of the the, uh, the the camera suite. So at the moment, the poor bugger isn't moving anywhere. So I'm going to have to take him offline <laughs> and go and fix that with, without showing everybody embarrassing how terrible my uh, key bindings are. Um, we have seemed to have had problems today with instancing as well dead meat and i spent a bit of time going around uh locating where the uh bar was from the outside but neither he he and i couldn't see each other so uh if pe other people could chat amongst themselves while i ever go at trying to unstick unstick my avatar Ooh, that sounds a bit dodgy mm -hmm. <laughs> i've learned to walk now i'm not running like a brand fool <laughs> How'd you do that, then? <laughs> it's not in-game, though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Zooming around the bar like a mad thing. Everybody's looking at me. Oh, no, they're not. They're just... In-game? Yeah. Mind you, at the moment, I look like I've got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you lot can just stand around at the bar, drinking uh, and talking. I'm not at the bar at the moment. I'm shopping. Oh. You shop? Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm, currently, um, I'm currently... I'm currently... Modifying my Artemis suit, making it look all pretty. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, because mm. they're doing um, they're doing kind of paint packs for suits now, aren't they? Um, 
I don't know about the paint packs. I'm I'm actually right. like adding bits and bobs to it. Oh, are you? Oh, you're upgrading. You're probably um, upgrading yours. No, it's not no. really upgrading. It's it's like um, it's like you can modify how the suit looks. Oh, yeah. like, a, like a suit kit. I've made mine green. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like a yeah, kind of like a suit kit. Cool. And I'm I'm back. So where should I go, folks? Because if we're not able to see each other, where should we? For people who haven't been to Hutton, what, where should we? What should we show them? Oh, Simon found a uh, floor mopping guys. Uh, oh, it's in the corner. Somebody found a cleaning trolley. Floor mopping guys. Cleaning if you're trolley st standing with you, oh god. Oh, good. Get get service no. in uh, thirty minutes. <laughs> right. the hurt that we're on now. Yes, everybody, if... speak faster. Come on now. <laughs> if you uh, if you walk away from the bar towards the window, it's on the right. By the just below the oh, advertising okay. sign, it's got. Excuse, excuse me, could you just, could you, out the out the way? Thank you, lovely. Hell, look, here we go. What Looks like floor mopping's guy. What is the? What is the? I, I think that's a, 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 tr a trophy from a clipper that was destroyed at some point <laughs> uh, outside. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Look. Yeah. yeah. And there's a box that the, those mysterious wooden crates that appear everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. That's why Hutton looks cleaner than you think it should. Not because floor mopping guy that gave it a once-over well, just to make sure it was ready. Yeah, you know, where the bar is, there's a the big arch opposite the bar, and it's to the right of that oh. area. It's to the right-hand okay, side of the three big windows. Mm. Yes, there it is. Yes. Yeah, you're downstairs. Mm. It's to the right-hand side of the three big windows behind the chairs. Tree grubs. Yeah. yeah. Haven't seen a, any advertising for any Hutton-based things. No, mm. so an advert for Lavy and Brandy. Mm. Um, I wonder if they have There's yummy, adverts. whatever yummy is. Is yeah, that an advert for McTargoid? I think yeah, that's food funny. cartridges or something. Mm. It's like print your own hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do um, your part. Are you I ready? I uh, Commander Dr Pismore here. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I seek Billy Commander no Lutherbreaker here. Oh, Billy Ooh. no makes me. You don't mean in the chat, do you? No. No, in, in the bar. In, in the bar. <laughs> join you all from the ether. No, or in Sidewinder is asking in the chat house cubicle been, 3 has area seen, sign has been updated. I've not seen the floor mopping guy anywhere. Oh, you mm -hmm. won't see him. No, but his trolley's there. Yeah. yeah. But what? Oh, it's his not him. Trolley. You've never seen when trolley. the bar's open. No. Oh, it's trolley. Oh, yes, right. his trolleys. He's, uh, he's ringing well, out his, his, his trolley to the, the gin yeah. bottles at the back. His trolley, not his trolleys. <laughs> it's a different prospect altogether. <laughs> There's a chap there with yellow shoes. Let's him in him. the red. The man God. in the red's got yellow What a weirdo. It's the fashion disaster. Yeah. Well, I managed to get up on, he, it, on the ledge. I a few fashion disasters. Hmm, there's a little podium there. I think that's where the band plays up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On that little platform. In the back of the bar, in the opposite corners, uh, we have a, a sleeping Peter, or a sleeping Fred, or whoever. Oh, yeah, I saw him. Yeah. We're not entirely sure of his name, are we? No. I could wake him up and find out. Wait. Wait. Pressing the interact button. One short, sharp joke with a laser pistol should ah, do. Ah, found a trolley, yeah. Oh, what I thought was quite... Oh, there he is. Clever. Oh. Now that this has been released, what I do think is quite uh, ingenious, is. when you come into... The uh, when as soon as you come into a, a station and it tells you there isn't any gravity, so we put the mag boots on, mm. which, which yeah. is quite clever. Well, that, that explains why I can't jump, doesn't it? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Nothing, to, mm-hmm. nothing to do with the amount of weight I'm carrying. It's because my, my feet oh, are no. glued. Oh, no. Your feet are glued to the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that bloke in the corner looks like a, a game of cushion Jenga waiting to happen, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. There's some, mm. there's some strange fashion choices here at the moment. There's some jackets that I quite like, but I haven't seen anywhere, but... They don't really go with the white trousers. Yeah. There's and a the, kind, of, the kind of 70s disco look going on, you know? The characters do change from time to time. If you come back... The, yeah, later, they do. Be different. Mm. But they don't talk to you, mm. no. Well, they talk doing? to each other. Yeah. Um, if you if you hang around yeah, next to them, you can eavesdrop on some... Uh, because oh. you're a weird stranger that's hanging about listening in their conversation. That's why mm-hmm. they don't talk to you. Oh, oh, there's that. No. Yep. She looks like a Vulcan. Yeah. Hasn't moved in hours. Yeah. How you doing, nursing, nursing that one drink. I don't think she's interested, Sean. No. 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 I've got the Definitely. sound turned down, which got, got to, anyway, what have we what have we been doing today in in Odyssey? Today. Now that we've had it, <laughs> it's got to be doing well, more than just trying to <laughs> trying to get uh, to work like I did. I flew my Python towards the orbital, straight through the window and up to the bar. That was you a very be. good shot, that was, that one we had in the intro. I oh, know. I should see the mess it made of the Python. <laughs> I, uh, I I flew my uh, gold type six with that massive spoiler all the way to the hut and, and popped up because even though I'm a, a disembodied head in a jar, I wanted to be here. No, I told you no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I discovered a new plant. Just Yay! before I got here, yeah. I finally oh. managed to su- to successfully scan one with the, the new not, scanner. <laughs> it's not that one in the corner of the bar over there, is it? No. Are they doing? Um, are they still doing that game with the three bits where it has to go in, or does it work differently now? Yeah, it just does it all for you now. It still oh, okay. whizzes round, but it yeah, it's... and eventually it all locks up, and that's it. It's done. Oh well. So Take the fun out of it. No skin, no skill yeah. now. <laughs> the perfect for me. Top floor here <laughs> is um very I'm quite good. standard, isn't it? There's a big stuffy going by there. See that yummy sign. Mm. Look on the right hand side, there's a green McStiffy goes by for McThargoids. Oop, was it? And on the stairs, there was a yummy sign. What a scrolling yummy sign. Yeah, the. Uh, it was on the up. stairs, Sean. Yeah. Left, turn left. No, left. Your other left. No, well, okay, yeah, keep going that way. It's left. like a game. It's See like... what it says over, the, over there in the distance? Yummy. Yeah, and there's like a Mc, there's like a McStiffy. It's like Blind Man's Buff in the 34th century, this. Yeah. Yummy. Da 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 da. McStiffy. All I've done is went shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mm. buy anything nice? Um, like I don't know, like several outfits, some guns. You know, er- everything a girl stuff. needs. Yeah. A horse. yeah. <laughs> Chicks, you're 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 shoes. military well, man. I shoes. I mean, clumpy boots. Really? Could could you explain why there are, we have a section from a, a Luftwaffe plane? Yeah, that that does look a bit odd. Yeah. Where's that? Oh, that. that? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of twentieth century, mid twentieth century vintage. That. <clears throat> and yeah. of course, one could, of the, I mean, yeah. could be from a tank, of course. Well, the the orbital's made up for recycled things, isn't it? Hmm. I mean, you spotted that. I just, I the the fact that the mat on the uh, floor in front of the the uh, the checkout there is crooked just annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the things that's quite nice, people say, oh, not all the guns or anything are available here. Well, what you've got to do is walk in the shop and have a look at the back. Everything for sale is on display. 
If you mm. ever want to know what something's here, you don't want to spend time going through menus. You can yeah. always just have a quick wander around the back and have a look. Well, like you're doing the real show. That's just weird. Oh, yeah, but I've got a mask on here. You think yeah. in 31st, 34th century they would uh, have online shopping? Yeah. Mm. My new plant is in the codex. Yay! Bought it by me. <laughs> hey! It'll be available for your cockpit next week. <laughs> Fonticulua. That's easy for you to say. Oh, Fonticulua yeah. flossius. Campus. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it's another. It's another. Uh, it's been painted off of a. It's red. It's a red look. Red baron, obviously. Mm. Yeah. But yes. What's nice, pair of, nice pair of boots there with kind of pink on them as well. What's its oh, taxonomic it, name? Uh, yeah, Apex. Oh. Yeah, that map. Look. Yes. Yeah. I think. I think that, that. I think that cross in the middle. Of that's for you to stand on for vaporizing. Mm. I'm looking up to see. Mm. Where the, is there a vapor? I don't see the vaporizing <laughs> kit. No. Yes. You're not supposed to Scotty. see the vaporizing kit. Very funny, Scotty. Now beam down my clothes. Either that, or it's to scan you. Make sure you get the right size of suit. It looks like a scanning you kind of thing, doesn't so it? She's sizing you up when you stand on that. Mm. Mm. Sizing up your wallet. Oh, I'm going then. You can you can see the you can see the has been put together at preverb parts, can't you? They're all marked where they go together. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, she looks bored. She looks bored working. How can you be bored working in Pioneer Supplies? Now that we've upset all the hot boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's we talk about something else. Hmm. Hmm. Because since we can't instance together, it's. In, no, any, it's, in any yeah. sense of well, we will do, I'm sure. We, it I, you know, is only 24 hours. Yes. I mean, for Hutton, also. Yeah, we will. I'm sure we will organise a, a better event for us all to get together and crash all sorts of servers by putting too many people in one location. No. Well, I, for one, am massively excited for the, the Texas Lacon massacre at mm. the weekend. I will be flying a Type 7. My friends told me I am the bait, which is the most important part. It's a very important part of the, the group. Um, I'd have to fly around in my Type 7 and pretend to be mining and do my mining. And they said they'll all definitely, definitely protect me. All the time. Not even, especially even if it's funny all not time. to do it, they will, they'll Yeah, you. even if it's funny, even if it's funny or not to do it, they won't, they won't do it. And, and they'll look after me and have to trust them. <coughs> you so remember those films in the 70s? Um, Charlie and... Uh... Did you ever see those when you were when you were a kid? Oh, I was that with the was that the cat that did? Yeah, that's yeah. The one. yeah. About not to go Shall off with strangers or trust them in your lake on Type Seven. Piffs. But not strangers. Take the piffs. Public information films. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Taking the piffs. Um. Right. There was a live stream today, wasn't there? There was. Like um, a special face tattoos. Emperor Braben was there. I saw it him. Was it Grand Moff Braben? Grand Moff Braben, yeah, and indeed. I, I, I thought it was a bit much. They could have put 50p in the meter and put the lights on, couldn't they? <laughs> it wouldn't have been moody then, Sean. Just, <laughs> come on. Times are hard when your office is made out of old pallets. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> did anybody watch anything or did they just collect the Twitch drop? Uh, or did you I want to admit some it? Bits, but I was, Vaguely I was, guilty of both. I was pretty, yeah, same. Mind you, I I'd already had the Twitch drops. I realised so I wasn't too fussed. Um, I had most of them except I had them all except the, the tattoos. But the tattoos were like number six on the list or something like that. So you had to mm. go through the others one at a time, <clears throat> and every fifteen minutes, click to claim it, and then the next timer would start. 
yeah, there yeah, was some, you have uh, to go, even all the ones you already have that's a bit a bit tedious isn't it that's um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's just the way it's just the way twitch drops there was some good so. uh, good gear and competitions and i didn't i'm not going to try to tell you how to enter but i suggest yeah. people take a look at one of the social Canadian thing wasn't it yeah, and I, I didn't really pay attention how to enter because I was doing other things. Like I think that's when David got in a, a million pieces. <laughs> he made a good one of those, in, you know, but there's a thousand uh, piece jigsaw. There's, um, this week they announced a competition to win a very, very nice PC. Mm-hmm. Um, three prizes, three PCs. Second and third prize, I think, is the same. It's this, yeah. this super duper PC, but the first prize comes with a gaming chair and all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And now that's really worth having. It's uh, some yeah. really, really good gear there. The three prizes are a PC and Odyssey mm. and some Odyssey goodies they mentioned as well. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure oh, what Odyssey goodies so, amounts to, but they did also mention the uh, first prize gets the, the chair by. Is it Noble Chairs? I think it is, yeah. It's yeah. Overclockers who were putting up the PCs. So it, if, the PC. if anybody hasn't seen it, go to Overclockers' mm-hmm. uh, website. And th- th- you can make, make multiple entries. Yeah. Um, I, know a lot of I, I do make sure you, you, spell, you spell the URL cor- correctly. Make sure you put the L in the URL because you're likely to get quite a surprise if you, if you don't. <laughs> um, oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for it to sink in. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. Um, back. There was a couple of people were concerned as well. They were saying, oh, they'll take all your data, they'll take all your data. But I did. They've already was, got it. Yeah, well, part of that. But that there was about six out of the ten where it was just visit our site or visit yeah. this site or visit that Facebook page. Yep. And you didn't actually have to sign up to anything. Nope. So I did those. Really easy. Yeah. I didn't want to sign up for any more newsletters, but I did go to the pages. Oh, hmm. I did so all six, that. <laughs> yeah, six out of the ten you could do without signing up for anything. Well, I've got well over 300 email addresses because I set up a new one. I, 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 every day. I bought a domain, but I set up a new one for every new site that I, that I register with because it makes it much easier if I start to get spam. I've got a very good idea where it comes from. Yeah. But come on, Sean, how many computers have you already got? Well, at the moment, it's only three, so that's that's, that's, oh, that's right. one for each hand. That's, that's, that's yeah. many fewer than I used to have. Yeah, back when I had to work for a living. Hmm. Oh, in the olden days. Mm. Eh? Oh yes. In fact, yes. I've got more than that. <laughs> <laughs> got four laptops. Well, anyway. No. Well, yes. Anyway. So, uh, anyway, uh, shall we? Shall we? Uh, yeah. Get on? Because I am wondering what Beetlejuice and Wotherspoon have managed to concoct for us today. I know for a fact that Wotherspoon spent most of the day flying around going, it's so pretty. So let's listen to the Galnet News Digest and find out. Galnet News Digest, 20th of May, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, free apex crime scandal. Humanity 8... Thargoids 2. Apex steals blow to shipless beagle challenge. Double blow to fleet carriers. The Galactic Police Forces have clarified some of the rules surrounding crime and death in the galaxy. Kill warrant scanners can now detect criminal commanders on board a ship. 
If this happens, it makes the ship and all its modules wanted in that jurisdiction, allowing the scanning ship to claim bounties after a successful kill. If a commander is killed and no bounty claimed, the next thing they know will be waking up in a detention centre. What happens next depends on what happened to their ship. If their ship was destroyed and the commander pays for the rebuy, they'll have their ship, clean and lovely, waiting for them to take the helm. If for any reason the commander does not pay for their ship rebuy, they'll get offered the choice of a free Sidewinder or a free Apex shuttle for their onward convenience, leading to claims that the penal authorities have been far too lenient on criminals. If the commander's ship was not destroyed, the prison authorities will transport it at taxpayers' expense to the detention centre. If the ship is clean, the newly revived ex-criminal commander can fly off in it. However, if the ship was hot, it'll be impounded. In fact, all hot ships the detained commander owns will be impounded at their existing locations. The commander will not be able to transfer or use them until they've paid a release fee to have the secured docking clamps removed. The Confederation of Grumbling Taxpayers has described the free Sidewinder, the free Apex Shuttle and the free transportation of clean ships belonging to detained criminals to the detention centre as shocking, describing it as a slap in the face to honest taxpayers everywhere. And they've demanded that someone ought to do something about it. The fires have been put out in 8 out of 10 starports only a week after they were attacked and damaged by Thargoids. California Freeport, Artemis Lodge, Corrigan Terminal, Saline Orbital, Donars Oak, Bering Port, Betancourt Base and Cole Point have all been evacuated and made safe and are now ready for the repair effort to begin. Organisations such as Operation Ida are likely to make short work of shipping in materials, although the temporary ban on fleet carrier movements may have some impact on their operations. Only Ark's faith in the Pleiades and Archondelaine's Fort Zeno in the Colsac Nebula are still left needing workers and inhabitants evacuated. The Thargoids haven't gone away though. They are still fighting any ship brave enough to take them on, with the Thargoid presence remaining relatively high in several of the systems. There's a massive Thargoid presence in Colsac Sector VU-O, B6-6, and Colsac Sector KN-S, B4-9, and a moderate or significant Thargoid presence in five of the other systems. The Thargoids have been eliminated in only two systems, Seleno, and Muscadark region PJ-P B6-1, with HR-1183 expected to become a Thargoid-free zone in the next 24 hours. The theory is the space aliens were upset at both the Alliance's expansion into traditional Thargoid territory and the Aegis initiative to develop new anti-Xeno weapons using Guardian technology that was recently harvested from a selection of ancient ruins and currently stored in the Delphi system, which Galnet delphically refers to as Pleiades Sector IR-WD1-55. There is no word about whether the Thargoids managed to destroy these research samples.
The galactic record for the first person to Beagle Point without a ship has been dealt a blow, after Apex Interstellar explained that they won't go north of Sagittarius A-star at this time of night. The Galactic Cab Drivers Union apparently stipulates that no cab shall be permitted to travel more than 2,000 light-years from its home port, meaning that there are substantial chunks of the galaxy that are off-limits to explorers who can't afford their own spaceship. But it's not entirely curtains for galactic hitchhikers. If you can team up with someone willing to fly you across the galaxy, or take a series of shorter rides stopping off to camp out under the starry sky on planets along the way, it's still possible to get to Beagle Point without ever owning a ship of your own. If only you can evade the dreaded Braben Tunnel, which sometimes inexplicably transports you back to wherever you were just before you got this ride from a helpful timeline pilot who just happened to be going your way. Fleet carrier owners have been stung by bad news twice in the space of 24 hours. The galactic authorities have temporarily banned all movements of fleet carriers, and the maintenance fee for these newly static personal starports has nearly doubled. The cost of running fleet carriers was brought down dramatically shortly after their introduction, following an outcry from new and prospective owners at a time when the availability, price and efficiency of tritium was also a major concern. Now, suddenly, and without warning, the price has gone back up to nearly pre-riot levels. Disgruntled owners have pointed out that you don't get anything extra for the additional charge. You don't get a bridge to strut around on self-importantly. You don't get a bar area where you can meet up with other commanders and lunge, nod or squat during the enforced 20 minutes of idleness when the coordinates have been locked in and all you have to do is wait. And you don't get a viewport through which you can watch the spectacular jump sequence as the fleet carrier travels through the rift in space-time to its preset destination. But, as it happens, a bridge, a bar area and especially a viewport wouldn't be much use at the moment, as the Pilots' Federation has banned all fleet carrier movements after becoming concerned that all those little tears in space-time might be turning into one massive rent through which planets might fall, or perhaps out of which might come creatures from another dimension. There has been talk of the galaxy appearing to freeze repeatedly, like a movie running at a very low frame rate, and of a plague of taupe adders. However, a spokesperson for the Pilots' Federation insisted that everything was under control, adding that everything is totally normal and that everyone should don't worrying before cackling wildly and heading off back to the hamster farm, muttering, I'll be back. In the unlikely occurrence of a planet dropping through a rent in space-time, the Pilots' Federation have put out a request for names for the planet and have offered a goldfish bowl with a bonsai brain tree in as a reward for a commander whose planet name they will pick, they say, possibly randomly. I've not entered myself yet, but I'm considering something involving the colour taupe. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. I know, utopia, utopia. That's so good. <laughs> you can't have it, that's my entry.
Thank you, Commander Spiegeljude and Wotherspoon. As incisive as ever and just as amazing. Time now for Commander Chicks' A to Z of Hutton Space. And this week, it's Wolf 1481. In this episode of the A to Z of Hutton Space, we look at the third member of the Hutton Wolf Pack, Wolf 1481. When viewed from Sol, it sits in the constellation Libra, some 20 light years distant, also appearing in the Gleesey catalogue, amongst many others, as Gleesey 555. Just like 70% of the stars in the galaxy, it is an M-type red dwarf, just over two-fifths of the mass of Sol. Max Wolf catalogued over 1,500 stars and thousands of asteroids in his career, and so Wolf 1481 is pretty much near the end of that extensive list. In fact, he catalogued more stars using astrophotography than the rest of his contemporaries combined. Who knows what he would have made of the modern techniques of digital quantum photography and hollow imagery. At only 2 billion years old, Wolf 1481 is a relatively young system. Just think, when this system was still a rotating cloud of interstellar gas, early life on Earth had been evolving into short pants for almost 2 billion years. For a red dwarf, Wolf 1481 is a relatively large system and is dominated by seven gas giants. Even the icy bodies are enormous. Two in particular are 18 and 32 Earth masses, with gravities of 2.5 and 3.5, so it's probably lucky you can't land on them lest the obvious calamity occur. Wolf 1481 is probably best known in Hutton circles as the go-to bounty hunting system, as it has so many gas giants with rings, resource extraction sites, and a seemingly unlimited supply of pirate scum to ventilate. Additionally, these pirate-infested resource sites can be found just over 600 light seconds from the jump point, so are not only convenient to get to, but for a red dwarf system, are surprisingly well lit, so you can easily see who you're turning into space confetti. In addition, Velasquez Gateway, which has large pads for you Corvette and Cutter Commanders, sits under two light seconds from the closest res sites in the rings of the first gas giant, allowing commanders to pop out for a spot of post-lunch pew-pew and still be back in the station in time for repair, restock tea and medals. Being hot and controlled, you can cash in your bounties at Velasquez or turn them in at another Hutton system that has fewer anti-piracy opportunities. Velasquez isn't particularly well equipped, so if you find your hard points in need of a tweak, hop over to Wolf 562, a high-tech system, only one jump next door, even in that short-legged tank of a Corvette you fly. Wolf 1481's population of 21.23 million makes it the 8th most populated system in hot and space, only a million fewer than LP245-10. Given the proximity to so many rings and with most of the satellites being landable, the system economy is based around mining, refining and primary industrial manufacturing. In addition to the large pads at Velasquez Gateway, a Hutton-controlled Coriolis station, 
commanders can access two non-Hutton outposts, Seddon Station and Jones Orbital, which sit further out at 1700 and 3000 light seconds respectively. Further large pads can be found at Levinson Arsenal, a surface starport 3000 clicks out, which has a military market. With the exception of Velasquez Gateway, the principal system asset, the other three starports are controlled by Wolf 1481 Resistance. Surely they realise that this is futile, and sooner or later they will all fall under Alvin's benevolence. Thank you, Commander. Now, my absolute favourite bit. That's Flossie with the CG News. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Excuse me. There were no CGs last week, so nothing to report for then. New CGs for this week, 20th to the 27th of May. Support Councillor Nakato Kane's trade policy or Prime Minister Edmund Mahon's expansion policy. Prime Minister Ed Edmund Mahon and Councillor Nakato Kane have launched rival delivery initiatives in Alliance space. The two leading candidates for Alliance Prime Minister are attempting to gather public support, although the actual election will be determined by votes within the Assembly on the 27th of May. Every opinion poll suggests that Mon's victory is all but confirmed, which will grant him a second six-year term. However, the outcomes of these community drives will directly affect, affect the successful candidates' policies once in office. Councillor Kane aims to support local manufacturers in order to boost trade. She has asked for supplies of copper, microcontrollers and polymers to be delivered to Brett High in the Tynisla system. Should Commander Kane be the most successful, they'll follow a void opal mining initiative to help stimulate trade. This will increase the availability of rare goods in Alliance-controlled systems. Prime Minister Mahon is focusing on increasing, on increasing industrial materials to aid expansion. He has requested that shipments of ceramic composites, polymers and superconductors are delivered to Dublin Citadel in the Gateway system. Should Prime Minister Mahon be most successful, they will, be, they will follow a tritium mining initiative to support Alliance expansion. This will lead to the construction of new Alliance starports. This week-long initiative will continue until the top target is reached or times run out. 
To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in copper, microcontrollers and polymers to Brett High in the Tyanisla system or ceramic composites, polymers and superconductors to Dublin Citadel in the Gateway system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Blossy told you what to do. Thank you, Flossy. You know, it's got to be interesting to see how many people actually sign up for these instead of going around saying, Look, I've got legs! And giggling insanely. It'll be very interesting as well to hear next week's sports results. Of course, this week's sports results are probably going to be interesting as well. Let's ask the apology officer. Welcome to this week's Hutton Sports Report. Never knowingly exciting or coherent. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free angle grinder for trimming stubborn toenails. This week we have the following events. The All the Gear and No Idea Pro-Arm Shield. The Legs. Xbox players don't need legs. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Opportunistic challenge. The DC Duke ensuring my legs for a million, champion of champions championship. The they never said there would be stairs endurance challenge. The wheat the wheel, legs are living. I said the eleven. No, eleven I oh, forget it. Conflict resolution trophy. And of course the more legs than a human centipede cup. So pistol squats are allowed. Double points for doing the splits, and barbell squats will give you a hernia. The classified results are... Somebody plugged the thing in. There we go. <laughs> Happy Moon Monkey, 67. Zebedian, 59. Orange Sidewinder, 65. Chris Hankey, Hankey Clone, 77903-D, 41. Texas Stew, 802.5 Noctivagus 684.5 Attic 2 235 Attic 210 Shatter Mage 437 Iron Beagle 198 Texas Stew 21,000 17,188 Hoyk Royal Albert United 2 Bonus Athletic 3 Kennaway Star Hearts 1 Leith Athletic 3 Brits Amino Barbarians 2 PSPF LF2 Flappers 2 LP 532-81 Buccaneers 1 Luton 145-141 Blue Bottles 2 Decals for nobody, everybody who won already has one but if they did win, they would be asked to email itookpath at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect their Hutton decal which this week would have consisted of a can of spray paint and a ladder for climbing up with your new legs. 
Well, we have 14 Hutton runs this week, a bumper crop, uh, at time of recording, and this includes two Apex taxi runs. The fastest is a Commander Retired Navy IT-1 with a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes and 45 seconds. That puts them 1 minute and 25 seconds behind the record and in 56th place overall. The slowest of this week's crop is their very own Lou Snockers, who made the trip in 2 hours, 11 minutes and 50 seconds. That's a mere 51 minutes and 30 seconds behind the record holder. So Lou is in 563rd place overall. <laughs> Are you still finding your space legs? Are the donut trees ganging up on you? Did you accidentally clap the Dyson scanner onto your coupon like a face hugger? Well, don't sit around waiting for your soup bar to run out or hide in the social hub because you can't cope with seeing your horizon from the ground. Get out there and do some hunting stuff to earn fabulous prizes. Well, so long as you think hunting decals are a fabulous prize, which they are. So, yay! <laughs> How you ask? Well, I'll walk over to this big board and show you. Just go to hot.forthemug.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper before scanning, shooting, pulping, probinating and interfering with the wildlife in either an appropriate or an inappropriate way. Let's face it, anything has to be better than waiting till the autumn to play Odyssey. <laughs> well, that's it for me for this week. Back to Studio 5. Thank you, Mia. Now, we're at a point in the show where we normally would go over to the Galnet Res Digest, but the Res Digest scribe is basically working very, very, very hard to allow us to get to the point where we can tell our walking about people what to do. He's, uh, he's basically... Um, we're taking a break from the Res Digest to digest the previous digests. That'll be very there's no, good. There's no food. There's no leftovers. <laughs> do you have any digestives? <laughs> oh. oh, chocolate digestive. Oh, yes, a nice anti-flatulent biscuit. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, you do know you're supposed to eat them. Oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. It's <clears throat> really uncomfortable when you do it my way. It's chewing that's the problem. It's chewing that's the problem. <laughs> no, no, chewing's not a problem. I can do that. <laughs> It's getting the crumbs out. You have to go in with a hoover. That, that's, that's what I told the doctor that's, at the yeah, hospital that's what, anyway. That's what doing, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about setting a new record for the Hutton run, but are we setting a new record for the Hutton radio show? Yeah, no, I can no, go back and read about that again if hour you want. And eight minutes. No, it's not. I don't think, well, actually, I think an hour and ten, I think, was the shortest. Oof. But, so if we all shut up now... Oop. <laughs> yep. Ooh, well, credits. <laughs> well, that's good. I've got to try it because I've been re reprogramming my stream deck here and I've got one button that does it all at the end. It's supposed to do the same work as four buttons. So, God knows what will happen mm. when I do this. Um, I think look, we're, we're going to have an early night. We're going to sit around and wait for the next hour very mm. impatiently for the servers to come back up. But they say an hour, an estimate of an hour. So, maybe much it's less than that. I think it's good and really helpful that we're going off air just as the servers come down. Because nobody's <laughs> going to be looking for something else to do in a bit of entertainment, a bit of banter or anything, are they? Mm. So I think your timing on this occasion is, is perfect. Perfect. Yes. Immaculate. Yeah. Seamless. Absolutely. 
Seamless. 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 In that case, uh, those of you who've got legs will have a good time walking out. Those of you who don't yet have legs, sorry. Shuffle along the floor. Yes. Yeah, get up. <laughs> yeah. but, but, not like, but not like your dog does, please. No. Yeah, mm. yeah I'm, no. Just gonna, I'm just going to drag Bob on my Christmas like, floor and let the dog. There's only way I can get rid of the biscuit crumbs. <laughs> Rope burns, rally burns, and, and that carpet burns. burns. Yes. <laughs> I think leads uh, Amelia to lead us in a rousing chorus of For the Journey too long Cargo too small Profit margins never really mattered at all Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere Loading all the teen out to the brim With the rest for the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, everybody's seen a trucker song Flossy always seems to crash into the sun Skibble likes to pile it on the Xbox One Having out the free, you know, leads us well Truck across the galaxy, now everybody yell For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody's seen the Chucker song. For the more, for the more, for the more. You know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody's seen the Chucker song. Give me a large path that I can land on And I'll give you cargo and sing you my song No point twenty-two light years to go Cruising to work too long No cargo too small The profit margins never really mattered at all Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud, loud, you don't even care.
That's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Is it wrong to have strange feelings for my prospect Olympics? An experience of stirring near my groinal area and groinal attachment, I do apologise, when one expires. What our correspondent wants to know is that if you're in a combat zone 